0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. My guest today is Dr. Erin Sunderman, who is an assistant professor of psychiatry at the University of California, San Diego in La Jolla, California. She and her colleagues recently conducted research to examine whether using sex-specific norms and cut scores to identify memory impairment improves diagnostic accuracy of amnestic, mild cognitive impairment compared with non-sex-specific norms and cut scores, given the female advantage in verbal memory. Dr. Sunderman joins us today to share deeper insights into her research and its findings, as well as how these results may potentially impact clinical practice. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Sunderman. To start, can you tell us more about your study and its results?
1: Sure. So our study, really what the main focus was and our overall goal was to determine whether or not The female advantage in verbal memory, which has been very well evidenced and replicated, actually serves as a disadvantage in terms of women getting diagnosed early in the Alzheimer's trajectory. And we say this because currently the diagnosis for mild cognitive impairment, or the precursor to Alzheimer's disease, is diagnosed using primarily verbal memory tests. And these verbal memory tests that we use. So, these are like list learning tests or tests of paragraph recall, story recall, um, those types of things. So, those tests typically will adjust for age in education and education in their norms and cut scores for determining impairment. However, many times they do not adjust for sex. So we wanted to see if, perhaps, by not adjusting for that uh, female advantage in verbal memory, we're actually underdiagnosing women in the MCI mild cognitive impairment stage, and maybe even overdiagnosing men with mild cognitive impairment. So, what we did is we used the Alzheimer's Disease Neuroimaging Initiative database. This is a database of over. 2,000 participants age 55 and older in the US, different sites throughout the US, they are currently diagnosed using the conventional method of diagnosing mild cognitive impairment. So this is a verbal memory test that aren't sex adjusted. So what we did is we actually calculated normative data in a robust normative sample external to the analysis sample to determine what is normal performance for an older woman and for an older man. And then we took those norms and actually calculated sex-specific cut scores that determine what is impaired relative to what is considered normal in men versus women. So we applied those cut scores to the Alzheimer's disease neuroimaging initiative sample, or we call it ADNI, And basically, what we found was that using these sex-specific norms and cut scores, we diagnosed 10% more women compared to what ADNI had previously diagnosed as MCI and 10% less men compared to what was previously diagnosed. So that supported our hypothesis, but we also wanted to look to see if you know, these women that we are now calling mild cognitively impaired, according to the sex specific cut scores, actually do look like mild cognitive impairment in the brain. So do they have those early Alzheimer's related brain changes that we see in the early Alzheimer's trajectory? So we looked at their scans, does scans for amyloid plaque burden, and they also do MRIs that measure hippocampal volume, which is another marker for Alzheimer's disease. So we looked at those brain changes and saw that uh, really the amyloid plaque burden and the hippocampal volume decrease or decrement was actually similar to what we see in the women who were diagnosed as mild cognitive impairment consistently across both types of uh, cut scores and were more advanced than the women that were considered normal. So this would suggest that these women uh, that we're calling MCI with the sex-specific criteria actually are showing Alzheimer's-related brain changes. And it was the same for the men. So the men that we were now calling normal, compared to their previous diagnosis of MCI, we actually saw that their brain changes were similar to the men who were considered normal across both sets of criteria, suggesting that those may actually be false positive diagnoses. That's the overall gist of our findings.
2: One of the specific findings that you and your colleagues found were 10% false negatives among women and 10% false positives among men. What does this finding say about the diagnosis and treatment of amnestic mild cognitive impairment in the United States?
1: So I I think it suggests that, you know, it's imperfect. I mean, we, we, we knew that, but this suggests that we can improve it, and it's a pretty addressable correction in that what we need to do is, when we develop these normative data, we need to consider sex, and we need to do it in sex-stratified samples so that we know what's normal in women and what's normal in men and what is impaired in women versus men. And that can be easily done. So I think if, if our findings are replicated, I think that is an easy way to increase our accuracy in mild cognitive impairment diagnosis. Mm-hmm, absolutely.
2: Um, and then you, you and your colleagues also did a biomarker analysis. Can you talk a little bit about those findings as well?
1: Sure, so we looked at Alzheimer's related brain changes, you know, that, that tend to occur in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease. So this is the deposition of amyloid plaques in the brain as well as hippocampal atrophy. So these were measured in ADNI using PET and MRI. And we looked at these outcomes and compared them among those diagnostic groups. So what we found was that the women that we called false negatives or who were newly diagnosed with MCI using the sex-specific criteria, they actually had more advanced brain changes, so more amyloid plaque smaller hippocampal volumes compared to women who are consistently called normal. And with men, it was similar findings where the men that we called false positives, so those that the sex specific criteria labeled as cognitively normal but were previously called MCI with the conventional criteria, their brain changes on these neuroimaging scans actually showed that their brain was very normal and similar to what we saw in the men who were considered cognitively normal across both sets of criteria.
2: Mm -hmm. So in a perfect world, what would sex-specific diagnostic criteria look like for women versus
1: men? A sex-specific criteria would make the cut point for impairment more conservative in women and less conservative in men. So, for example, in our study, using the Ray auditory verbal learning test, which is a very common list learning test that's used to assess memory function, So the delayed recall score, so when we ask them to recall a list of words 30 minutes after they learn the list, the score range ranges from 0 to 10 words, with 10 words being the maximum. And we found a two-word difference in the mean for cognitively normal men versus cognitively normal women. So that would suggest that a cut point for impairment, you know, if it would fall, you know, 1 to 2 standard deviations below that mean, that cut point for women could actually be two points higher than what we see in men on a scale of zero to 10. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay, so taken together, all of these results, how do your results translate into clinical practice? How can these potentially be used in clinical practice?
1: I think upon replication of our results, I think what will need to happen is we'll need to go back... And recalculate our norms for these very standard verbal memory clinical tests that we use for diagnosing mild cognitive impairment. And, you know, create the norms while considering sex and adjusting for that female advantage in verbal memory. And by doing so, we hope to identify mild cognitive impairment in women earlier in the trajectory when perhaps our currently available treatments may be more effective. And also, planning for financial and legal situations and healthcare are better implemented in those earlier stages. Clinically, this is also important for men. If we adjust our cut points for impairment for men so that it's uh, less conservative than for women, then perhaps we'll be identifying less men with mild cognitive impairment And actually prevent any undue stress or unneeded medications that they may be receiving. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Are you working on any follow-up studies to this one? What are you working on now?
1: Currently we are working with the Rush Memory and Aging Project. So this is another cohort out of Rush University in Chicago. And we're doing a similar analysis where we are re-diagnosing their participants using these newly calculated sex-specific norms and cut scores on verbal memory tests. And again, applying them to the participants and comparing diagnostic groups that fall out from these new norms compared to the old norms and cut scores and with this cohort there is a great deal of longitudinal data where they track participants over you know many years up to 15 years and with that data we can see who actually progressed to Alzheimer's disease dementia. We're actually able to look not only at the brain changes and compare those between the false negative and false positive men and cognitively normal men and women, but also their actual progression rate to Alzheimer's disease. Do these false negative women that we are newly identifying as MCI with the sex-specific criteria Are they actually at higher risk for eventual conversion to Alzheimer's disease, dementia? So we're in the middle of that study right now and the results are very supportive of our hypothesis. So we're excited about that. That should be coming out soon. We'll be presenting that actually at the International Neuropsychological Society meeting in February.
2: Oh, okay, great. We'll be on the lookout for that for sure. Thank you for participating in this podcast and answering my questions today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and for your interest.